Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've said this one too many times, but uh, the signs of summer being over are apparent, and they are everywhere. Penn State's Lash Bash Barbecue, uh, the whole Lash Bash weekend, a huge recruiting weekend for Penn State football. We're here to recap all of it. Sean Fitz was on hand for the uh, camp on Friday, and then is going to give us some insight into what he saw on Saturday as well. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. uh, Ryan Snyder with us as well. We're going through all the things you need to know, getting you ready for the next stage in Penn State recruiting and recapping what we all just saw. So Fitz taking a, a well-deserved break down at the beach today. Have This time when you're at the beach, Fitz, it's not February. So a little bit different uh, situation last time we saw you from the beach. Oh, no. I mean, the kids are still here. The in-laws are still here. So all the threats that we have to take this from me, this show, are still here. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I've got pillows up against the door. I'm just kind of... You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still working. Um, no, it's great. Uh, my anniversary is next week and unfortunately didn't go, uh, didn't match up to go uh, over our anniversary. So we decided to pack them up and come down last night. And uh, yeah, not off, but uh, it's always good to, to have a change of scenery. I love that Fitz is going to be carrying the show today. Just to give you a preview of what's coming up. He saw a lot of stuff this weekend. He was the one of us that was in person. So he's barricaded himself in the room. I love that. I love the dedication of the show. Uh, Ryan Snyder got a chance to talk to a lot of prospects uh, this weekend, recapping Lash Bash and their impressions of Penn State. So uh, just some really broad strokes takeaways, Ryan. Top of your mind, what comes to what comes up most in your conversations with these guys that you want to share right off the bat? I might want to grab my microphone first. I'm happy. I just realized that was all to the side. Um, we're killing it today. a little bit today. Yeah, great start. Um, you have a microphone. Yeah, that's that's true. You're at the beach though, and uh, it's it's excusable for the for one week. But um, you know, I guess I would say is this is um, this is how you start off the 2025 class. Now, uh, you know, the last batch used to be it's kind of putting putting the the final touches on your, on your current class, you know, with 24 commitments, as we talked about last week, you know, this, this was really about getting that, getting that 2025 class up and running. You know, what were there, Sean, about two dozen or so 2025 guys there, I believe it about was. 20, yeah. Uh, yeah. So and a great, I mean, almost all of them have scholarship offers or if they, if they didn't coming in today, I think they, they pretty much have them now. I mean, 20 uh, scholarship all- offers. It, it, it was about two dozen total. There were a couple of guys that are sort of on the fringe that, uh, that they brought in as well. Guys that were at camp that came up, you know, just the, there's a the whole, there was, there was close to 60 people there total. And that includes commits offered guys, a couple of unoffered guys. So uh, the numbers were, were, were still pretty good. Right. So this is how you how you get the, the new class going. You know, we, we talk about the the big three, right? The you got the whiteout game, the blue white game, the lash bash. You know, a lot of these guys who are here this weekend have been to, you know, uh, one game so far. Many of them have not all of them have. 
but you know, th- this group that was here this weekend, the excitement now, especially with West Virginia only a couple weeks away, Iowa uh, is is only a couple weeks after that. I mean, how many guys were, were saying, you know, hey, don't put it out there yet because I don't have my schedule figured out. But like, I'm I'm trying to get back for one of these big games. So I think if you look at the list, Sean has it up on the site now. Uh, a good chunk of those guys are going to be back here in a few weeks. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of the stuff that you want, like the full high-octane information from both of these guys over the weekend, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Great reminder, sign up right now. I think we got a dollar deal going on right now. Is that is that right, Fitz? We got a dollar deal going on? Yeah, dollar for the first month. Uh, definitely. I mean, it's the time to do it. We got camp coming up later this week. Um, so to, to get far beyond what we do here on the on the podcast, on the YouTube show, definitely check it out. Uh, over the weekend, was there was a lot going on. So um, hopefully everybody caught up with the coverage. I see Michael in our comments caught up with the coverage. So that was um, helpful. Um, Any time that you can share that with people, go with it. Because uh, I think what we're doing right now is is really, really special. So I'm um, proud of what we did this weekend. And hopefully that's going to continue. Um, enough about ourselves. Talking about the weekend. Um, I think it's very important to note that we came into this weekend not expecting a commitment. I know I was on a roll there where I was like, nah, no commitments this weekend. And then somebody <laughs> would pop. Um Kind of meant that this weekend, and uh, it, it was more of a set the table weekend. Just one 2024 prospect in, and Sion Lalea. Um, he was coming in from Miami. Uh, he's back out west now. So, um, no, it, it met expectations in terms of commitments. Of course, somebody can always surprise you. Somebody always can can feel that high and go with go with it. But it's a different event. It's it, we were asked this on the board last week, where it ranks among the sort of the trinity that uh, that Ryan put out there. Blue. Uh, excuse me, uh, whiteout game, I think is always going to be number one. I think the Lash Bash used to be kind of on par with the blue-white game, but since they changed those official visit rules, it's kind of, you know, taken a back seat because it, it is all younger prospects. And and not to diminish the guys that were on campus, but like the younger prospects are not going to draw the interest of a 2024 kid that's coming uh, to check things out. So I think that was right in line with expectations. I know coming out of these big events, people always want to have commitments and that's great. Um, But uh, I think the expectations were met in terms of zero commitments this weekend. Yeah. And just to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to go through all of that stuff, including Penn State's final uh, prospect camp. And then at the we're going to end the show, kind of bookend everything with some of the commitments that came out of that. The mini camp on Saturday, Fitz going to share his thoughts. We're going to get you some highlights if you haven't checked those out yet on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel. Great reminder to subscribe to here to the channel because we have uh, camp highlights coming up. The, the Penn State camp starts very soon, so we're getting those to you. Uh, and that's going to be a weekly thing heading into the season and throughout the season. And of course, uh, we will have our, um, you know, kind of general impressions from their conversation with the prospects about the Lash Bash itself. All that coming up on the show today. But first off, I have some really good news for you. Now, normally when something is sold out and you can't get it anymore, that's bad news. But the great news is when you got a great relationship, you got a great thing going, uh, you tend to have a lot of fun with it. it tends to be a great pairing and that is us and bird dogs bird dogs we have uh, blown through our promo code of the free yeti style tumblers they're all gone now if you use the promo code bwi when you order your uh your bird dog shorts you will get a free hat to come with the order. I was a little disappointed because uh, we're also getting shirts to tell you about. So you're going to see me in my bird dog shirt here in just a little bit, but it didn't arrive yet today for me to put on for the show. So whatever you're doing, you're going to be wanting to wear your bird dogs. This is just from the last three weeks of having bird dogs, all the indifferent things I've been able to do and, uh, and, live my life in these bird dogs from this is the thing I love the most about them. I can go from the gym 
to the work site and I don't have to miss a beat. I'm going to look good the entire time and I'm going to have a great time uh, wearing them. So check out your bird dog's stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer and give you that sculpted look. I'm trying to get myself to be a sculpted look myself. The shorts are doing their part. I got to do my part <laughs> to make sure that the bird dogs are showing them off. Fitz, this is the first time you got some as well. This is the first time you've been on the show to even talk about them. So yes. how is your experience? You've seen my experience in the bird dogs. How's your experience been wearing your bird dogs? That's the first time I've seen that video. I've been warned about that video, um, but that's the first time I actually got to see it. Um, wonderful acting job, by the way. I mean, Thank daytime you. Emmy coming your way. Uh, I have worn mine to the point where I had to email uh, Michelle, our person, and be like, hey, I need more because I love these things. They're great. I've, I've been wearing them all the time. I wore mine to camp the other night. Um, it, it, they're phenomenal. I, I can't say enough about them. Uh, I have a different build. I'm 64235 so i have a different build and they fit perfectly on me i love them um so uh, <laughs> no it's uh, they're, they're awesome and that's not just because they're they're sponsoring us i i, I really um I, I i'm picky about shorts and things like that and uh i think they're awesome so i can't wait can't wait for more if anyone's listening so uh that's uh hopefully coming our way yeah they're the they are an incredible value they are going to last a really long time and as fitz said wearing them out wearing working in them wearing them at a camp it was super hot the other day how was it with uh wearing them and and the humidity and everything did you stay cool and dry and able to get us all that information i, I mean i don't know how much information you want about that but yes i was able to do <laughs> that um i love i love the liners i've never had the shorts those kind of shorts with liners before so i'm, I'm a big fan of them i think I even jumped uh, in the lake with them last week. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're quite versatile. Um, they're, uh, definitely, definitely something I'll go back and, and try myself. Like I would buy them myself. That's, that's how much I like them. Yep. Birddogs.com backslash BWI. You can check out the link in the video. That'll take you directly in there and it'll automatically apply the promo code or at checkout. If you just go to birddogs.com and use the promo code BWI, first off, it lets them know that you're coming from us so that you can show us your modeling, uh, as well in your bird dogs. Uh, and also you get the free hat to go along with your first order. So check them out, birddogs.com backslash BWI. Super excited to have them on the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So let's get into it. Let's talk about mini camp fits. I'm sorry. Let's start at the, the, the camp. There's so many camps this weekend. I had a hard time keeping them straight. Friday camp, uh, a lot of guys in town. Who stood out to you amongst the hundreds of players Penn State had in their final camp uh, of the season? That was the most populated camp I've been to. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous in terms of how many guys were just there. Like, it, you couldn't. 
you couldn't move around and look around because there were so many guys there. They had to move the offensive line and defensive line to the IM fields, which is about a half mile down the road. So that made it tough to watch. But there were so many guys there. The, the quarterback group um, was very big and very, uh, very talented. Um, some underclassmen there. Uh, they, they offered Dia Bell, who's Raja Bell's son. Um, they eventually offered uh, another quarterback in the 2026 class. Um, whose name is just escaping me right now because I don't have it written down, and that's that looks bad. But Chris Vargas we'll was to, back. We'll get to him at the end of the show. Don't worry. You're we'll right. Get that's, no again. that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris Vargas in the 2028 class was back, and I hate talking about a kid that's going into, what, eighth grade? Um, but he's he's got he looks like the real deal. I mean, just he looks like the guys that are throwing around him as 2026, 2025 prospects, so that's good. Uh, great group of quarterbacks, um, great group of athletes. Penn State commits taking center stage. Uh, if you read our recap, Penn State's offensive line commits, uh, all five of them were there working out. Um, so that's big. And then four of them came back the next day for the mini camp. So that's pretty awesome um, as well. So it was a big weekend. I think 11 total commits um, in the class of 2024 camp for Penn State this weekend. So I think that's um, uh, that, that, that's saying something. But you go down the list. Um, T. Frank, I don't know how you want to break this up, but a couple of guys that bumped out to me like – as surprises, but I haven't really seen them much before. I've seen uh, Donnie Harbor working out before, um, but I think he's on the right track in terms of uh, weight, in terms of movement and things like that. He also um, participated the next day at the uh, mini camp, and he was very, very good. Uh, future mm -hmm. center or guard. I mean, he's an interior guy all the way. Um, he's 325 pounds right now. He's da he actually down um, a bit from the spring. So that's, like I said, heading in the right direction. He moves remarkably well for a guy that size. Just his feet are smoother than they should be for being 325 pounds. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Egan Boyer this is the first time I've seen him. 6'8", close to 6'8", 245-ish right now. Um, kid's an athlete, like a heck of an athlete. Running, uh, I think, the 4'5", shuttle, 4'8", 40. Uh, just the athleticism pops there. And if you listen to Phil Troutwine and 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 Frank Re uh, Frank Reynolds, uh, close, Frank Leonard um, at, at camp, um, they are very high on him. And they seem to bring or seem to uh, have suggested that he's got a mean streak that you really don't see when you when you talk to the kids. So that's that's really good, too. So uh, very entertained by the guys, the offensive line class. I, I hung out with them. Uh, at the mini camp or hung out behind them, as you can see from the clips at the mini camp to watch the one-on-ones. Look, I I've seen Cooper Cousins a dozen times. I don't know that there's much new that I can see from Cooper Cousins. Uh, I think he's probably broken the record for most camps. Uh, Drew Hartlob, I'm sorry, your record has fallen. Cooper Cousins <laughs> was, uh, was back in town <laughs> once again. Uh, but no, I mean, that, that offensive line class, feel like I came out of the weekend feeling better about where those stand because there's a lot to like. And they're, they're, there's a lot of... Uh, varied body types, athletic numbers, things like that. Uh, Garrett Sexton was there and Cousins were there. So like there's, it's a very uh, diverse offensive line class. And I'm, I'm excited to watch those guys grow. And the fact that all five of them were there on, on Friday night, uh, Caleb Brewer, I believe had a uh, conflict, a scheduling conflict. So he didn't come on Saturday, but he's been to four camps. These guys want to compete. These guys want to compete and get better. And I think that says a lot about the group that they've been able to assemble so far.
Yeah, it's it's really impressive. If you're checking out the YouTube video. Uh, if you're on the podcast version, this is something that's super valuable to check out. So if you're if you go to our Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel, we put out these highlights on Sunday. You can check them out in full there. But here on the YouTube channel, you can see as uh, as Fitz mentioned, Cooper Cousins. Uh, talk about a nasty streak. That's one of the things I've noticed about Cooper. Uh, seeing him at camp over the years is he is a physical mean dude he'll put an extra shot on guys even here in these uh in these one-on-ones with no pads on so just his versatility watching him play all these different positions has been super interesting but great chance to see the new guys were there any were there any 2024 players that stood out to you that aren't committed that were at the camp on friday somebody that maybe popped onto your radar because last year at this time jackson smolik he came to camp he suddenly then became a penn state prospect and then commit so is not saying is there a guy like that at camp but is there any Anybody that maybe is a late riser you want to talk about from that group of guys from Friday that weren't the committed guys from Saturday? Yeah, there's going to be a couple guys that we talk about on the site, um, guys at Penn State will be monitoring moving forward. Um, I, I think that it's it's a great opportunity to get the um, the numbers ahead of the tape because you're gonna what you're going to want to do is take the first month of that kid's high school season, put it up against the numbers that you have, and then all of a sudden figure some things out. Uh, I think an interesting one here – Given where Penn State is at on the linebacker board, Marcus Boswell from Texas was in, uh, ran in the four fives, uh, put up pretty good athletic testing numbers. Um, maybe a tad undersized at six foot two oh five, um, but Penn State's looking for an outside linebacker. There doesn't mm-hmm. look like they're going to get Chris Cole. Um, I think he's he visited Tennessee this weekend, and Georgia seems to be trending for him. Um, so you kind of have to shuffle, reshuffle that deck as we've talked about so uh, so many times at outside linebacker. And I think Boswell wanted to put himself in a position to possibly earn an offer. And he's got some big 12 offers. He's got some regional offers out there, but there's an opening. I mean, if you're, if you're a linebacker in the 2024 class, and I know camp season's over right now, but that you got to pick and choose your spots. And I think Boswell was hoping that he could pick and choose and get there um, for the, uh, you know, for, and, and land that offer. Cause like I said, they're, they're still looking for outside guys. They've got Specka and, and Kari Jackson who profile as, box mostly Mike type types so find an athletic guy in addition to Dejon Lane who can possibly move out, move there and play the Sam um, as we get way ahead of ourselves here so um, I think that that's what you're looking at guys like that there's some really really good athletic testing numbers we're going to talk about some guys um, on on bluewhiteillustrated.com later today yeah, so that's uh, that's a great preview of what's coming up later today. Um, without giving any names, is the same situation at receiver where Penn State uh, maybe is still looking for guys to add the board. I know Chance Robinson. That's always going to be the conversation. Starts there, but are they open to more guys at that position? And do you, do you know uh, if, if anyone caught the eye of anybody this weekend? Yeah, we were watching. Uh, there was an Arizona commit in town over the weekend, um, but it d- didn't seem to move the needle as much as uh, we thought that he may. Um, but yeah, they're still looking at those guys, um, receivers. You're looking at how they can run. You're probably in in this in the space right now. If you don't get Chance Robinson, and by the way, Ohio State offered Chance Robinson last night. So number one, if you needed any validation that this kid's an elite receiver, that helps. Uh, number two. Boy, that's some competition right there uh, because Ohio State recruits receivers unlike anybody in the country. So um, that one is uh, looks it just got a lot tougher for Penn State if you're trying to flip him from Miami. Um, so there's uh, I think you're in that spot right now where you're trying to find an athletic guy that uh, maybe fits 
the Omari Evans role. He's got the measurables. Maybe he doesn't have the most refined skills as a wide receiver. Um, and then you've got to circle around and you've got to find guys that you maybe had contact with early in the process, find guys that are committed elsewhere that uh, maybe their coach, uh, their future coach is on the hot seat, something like that. So I think that that's, that's where they're at with receiver right now. They had a bunch of guys in this weekend. Josiah Brown was in this weekend, ran a 4-3-9 uh, for Penn State. So that's uh, certainly a, a positive there. Um, but that's kind of where you're at with with receiver, with a couple of positions, with uh, offensive line, with receiver, with outside linebackers we talked about before. If options are going to come up, they're probably going to come up later in the season. Uh, Ryan, is there anything uh, that you heard in, in terms of linebacker, receiver, that kind of just following up on that, anything you want to add with maybe guys – heading into the season that Penn State is going to be keeping an eye on? They'll evaluate. I mean, it's kind of for July 31st. It's a, there's only so much we can say right now, right? I, Sean's like yeah. just trying to fill the void. I mean, this is a, this is to me, this is a late September conversation. Get some film out there. They have numbers okay. on some guys that that's get four games into it. That's what'll stand out. I, I do want to say a couple things real quick. One, you brought up Egan Boyer in a four, eight at six, seven, like almost six, eight, like guys, like this is, like Egan, like I, we're talking about Garrett Sexton's rating. We're talking about Cooper Cousins rating. Like Egan Boyer needs to be up in that conversation. I mean, to me, just from talking to people, I mean, Egan Boyer impressed as much as anybody. I thought uh, just as general feedback uh, over this weekend. So just something to keep in mind. And then obviously, just from talking to some other people, uh, Xavier Gilliam, DeAndre Cook also really impressed the staff this week. And I think those are two guys you look down at the ratings, guys that you know they don't they don't pop, they don't they don't grab the, the those rating numbers. I think fans want to see, but these are guys that Penn State feels really good about, just from a testing perspective and, and how they did in one on ones. A lot of positive yeah. feedback on all those guys. Gilliam coming off the edge, you know, I know that we've we've had the conversation defensive tackle, and you know he he's a little small for either position in terms of frame, but wow. Was he impressive watching those highlights? Again, go check him out, bluewhiteillustrated.com uh, and Blue White Illustrated on the YouTube channel. They're sorted by offensive linemen, but every one of them is labeled of who's in the uh, pass rushing and who's blocking. Um, and you're right, the Egan Boyer, the explosiveness that you see from him on film, it seeing it in person is really, really impressive. Fitz, coming back to you, uh, another thing I know that we wanted to talk about, and we're going to have this later for you as well today on the YouTube channel, some of the young offensive linemen at the mini camp. Uh, guys you want to highlight that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting because Penn State had those four commits there, and then uh, the fifth guy in what I would say the A group, the top group, I mean, you got the four commits. Michael Carroll um, was back in town this weekend. Legacy prospect has been up to camp twice. I mean, a lot of these data points are adding up for Michael Carroll. He went to Michigan, by the way, on Sunday and picked up an offer from the Wolverines. So he's certainly trending up. A guy that's grown over two inches in the last year, still an interior prospect, but uh, he's a guy that Penn State really likes. And to throw him in there with the older guys is something they do with, uh, did it with Cooper Cousins last year, even though Cousins was committed. So a little bit different, but throw him in there with the older guys, see if he can hang. Um, interesting to watch some of the, the younger guys, uh, Will Black was there, uh, Owen Alessini, I'm not really sure how to say his name and Kevin Brown, as you see here on the screen, I'm a big Kevin Brown fan. Like he's a uh, 2026 from Harrisburg. He's got bloodlines. His father played at West Virginia, Penn state offered him early. This kid can move. He's athletic. Uh, there's a ton to like about Kevin Brown and, um, there's a talented group in the mid state in 2026. Kevin Brown might end up being the best of them. Uh, Owen, as you see here, held his own. Uh, Gilliam, by the way, like I know we're talking under, under, underclass offensive lineman right now. Gilliam is a guy that, like, Gilliam and uh, Harbor, like, are the two that kind of 
not change my opinion on them, but like, I mean, there's a lot of positives coming out of this weekend. Like yeah, uh, Gillian, they flashed a lot. Yeah. They had a lot more pop and athleticism. Like I know Harbor's, you know, you look at the weight and you look at the, the body composition and everything, but Harbor's got a lot going for him with his feet and uh, you know, structure is, is a big thing for him. Uh, Gilliam, 260 pounds playing off the edge, bent well, um, did some really good things testing wise. And was there watching him uh, doing the broad jump with DeAndre Cook and with Liam Andrews, who was also in attendance playing. And Gilliam, so to explain this, uh, I'm a basketball player. I was a high jumper. So like used to be able to jump. Legs don't do that anymore. But there was a difference between me jumping and watching the volleyball, like at Penn State when we go up and play at the IM building, the volleyball guys, they jump different. Like there is so much more spring, so much more pop. Uh, Gilliam, when compared to DeAndre Cook and and Liam Andrews, who put up good numbers themselves, just had a little bit more spring, had a little bit more pop. And that's kind of different from what I remember from when Ryan and I saw him down at, at an Under Armour Baltimore. So uh, I think that those two, Harbor and Gilliam, were the guys that really caught my attention and and really – I, I wouldn't say like changed my uh, total opinion of them because there's still question marks on both of those guys, but like you can see why Penn state moved to take him, take those two guys as early as they did. So this just popped in my mind watching Gilliam there on the screen, but uh, he is, uh, we have him six, two and a half, two sixty. You mentioned Jalen Harvey is six, two, two fifty. So similar in, in a certain way, if Penn State isn't able to land Harvey, does Gilliam is is the door open for Gilliam being one of those power edge players that Penn State has had over the years, or is his plan still defensive tackle? Um, d- does that did he open your mind to that at all this weekend? That's so tough. I mean, Penn, you look at Penn State's defensive ends; they're so athletic, and and right. Gilliam's athletic as well. But like, you put him beside Denai Dennis Sutton, you're like, okay. Um, so I think that that's interesting. I also think that that Gilliam. Now, despite, you know, I say despite being 6'2", we've, we've made 6'2 short here uh, now, but uh, despite that, very good length. So could see a situation where you play him as a freshman at uh, at defensive end, and and by play him, I mean start him in practice at defensive end, see what happens. I know they did the same with Kevin Givens, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, a guy that was, you know, kind of the same stature. I think Givens may have been, actually been a little bit lighter uh, when he was a senior in high school. So um, you know, maybe work that in, play some five technique, do that kind of stuff. I don't think you're going to need him as a true freshman. So see which way, see which direction his body takes him when he gets into that strength program, because uh, he's a guy that that the room to do it. Wasn't sure that he had the room to do it, seeing him up close, seeing the numbers in terms of length and things like that. I think he's got the, the frame to play at 290, 295. It, it's, it's always funny because I, I thought the same thing about um... – uh, Zane Durant when I saw him of like where is he going to put that to get to close to 290 and every, every time I see him I'm like oh there's more there now I, yeah, I just grew, don't know how the they muscles do it. on top of the muscles and then you know all of a sudden he's got the yeah he's uh <laughs> he's looking pretty ridiculous I, we're not on the same lifting program I can tell you that that's for sure and but if you want to see him live and what he can do and all the things we're talking about the best way to do that is to go to the game and this environment, one of the best in college football, Penn State game days, primetime games, whiteout games. You can check it out with Ticksman Jim. Have you been looking for a reliable source of Penn State football tickets? Jim at TixmanJim.com, formerly PSUTixman.com, has been running his ticket exchange in Wilmington, Delaware for over 25 years. Every buyer handled with courtesy and respect. And in this online era of 
I don't know what I'm going to be getting from all these things that happen with my transactions. Every ticket purchase is guaranteed. You know, secondary market, this is a guarantee. Most every ticket is transferred to your Ticketmaster email address as well. Proceeds are used to fund the PSU AA Chapter Scholarship Fund and the PSU Levi Lamb Fund for Athletic Scholarships. Get your tickets, all the tickets, every ticket. They're all the possibilities right now. Home opener, West Virginia. Iowa Whiteout. You could be in this environment. As you can see here on your audio version, I am pointing at my screen, which is a picture of the Whiteout. Uh, homecoming UMass tickets. You want to see Penn State put up 70 points, maybe? Come and check that out. Or the Michigan Stripe Out, one of the biggest games at home all year long. All the other home games. Go to www.ticksmangym.com. That's www.ticksmangym.com. Or email Jim at ticksmangym.com. At gmail.com, call them 302-521-8380. That's 302-521-8380. Okay, guys, we're going to transition into uh, the meat of the show, the big primetime event, the Penn State Lash Bash. Um, Ryan, you've been uh, here with us. We've been talking about the mini camps and everything. I want to jump to you first, get you here on the show. You talked to a bunch of prospects, and they're uh, a reaction to the weekend. So dealer's choice, start with the conversation you found the most interesting that you want to talk about and you want to lead off with. I, I wouldn't really specifically point out one guy, honestly, because like, okay, we, we do these visit recaps all the time. Right. And it's mainly, you know, I learned, I sat down with Yurchich and, you know, learned about X, Y, Z, you know, seeing campus for the first time, learning about majors for the first time. This is a lot different. It's not like a normal junior day where it's kind of more structured into learning the different things about Penn State. It's more centered around building relationships with the coaches in a laid back environment. And then also uh, getting to know the committed players who are there. Of course, they want to get some of these 2025 guys around the guys who could potentially be there. Uh, future teammates and then also just building relationships between parents i mean i think that's one of the biggest things about the lash bash it's getting parents with other parents and you know sometimes you kind of have that parent uh recruiting i, I don't know if mr andrews is in the chat today he was you know he obviously he was here last week but you know yeah. they could kind of speak for that right about getting around each other um and, and you know just kind of building those relationships on forward so you know you can i can look i can point out you know uh, uh Kano winston for example somebody obviously we've talked about a good bit kevin winston jr's uh younger cousin coming up for the first time really getting that feel of you know what what dex is like what franklin's like you know getting to know some of the guys but but really a lot of those talks are kind of just centered around you know building relationships and and you know uh playing board games or um not board games you know what i mean uh cornhole and things like that on games uh yeah on games thank you uh eating good food it's just it's you know we can go back and read these different interviews and i just it doesn't have some of the you know exact like i said xyz of learning these different things that i think a lot of fans expect and that's just kind of what the lash bash is it's a it's a way to start off and, and, and kick kickstart these relationships and uh you know we'll, we'll see where a lot of things go but you know that's what happens when you have you know 20 or so 2025 guys many of whom have been here before many of whom who have four star ratings and, and guys who are going to uh you know go off and uh you know some will end up here some will end up elsewhere some of these guys will move up in the ratings there's a lot to get sorted out still but uh you know winston certainly grabbed my attention i think dylan battle certainly grabbed my attention that big offense or big defensive lineman uh, from Texas, certainly had good things to say, wants to come back for another game. Uh, Winston, for example, is one of the few guys, going back to Winston, is one of the few guys who did say he will be here for the West Virginia game here in a couple weeks. But I uh, still got to catch up with some guys too. Cam Smith's very high on the list of guys I got to catch up with. James Flanagan, 
Of course, Sean, we were talking about him earlier today, that the tight end from Wisconsin. His dad went to Notre Dame, so I think a lot of people kind of think he's going to end up in Notre Dame, but he's a really special player and, and somebody I know Ty Howell's going to push for. So we'll do that here in the coming days, but I, I think the big thing is just the list of talent, very deep list, a lot of the top regional guys, which is what you want. Great way to kickstart it. Let's see where things go now in the next couple months. Uh, we, you know how I can tell that we're getting close to the season? The regulars are back, baby. David Greeter here in the channel. He, uh, in the live chat, dropping us five bucks. Always appreciate the donation. So if you feel like uh, spotting a, a five spot or whatever for the channel, the, they are super appreciated. Help keeps the lights on. Help keeps me employed specifically. He says, been too long since I've been on a BWI Live. Thanks for all the great shows. And can't wait to see the 2023 Big Ten Champs start camp. We'll have previews of that coming up later this week so david you're gonna want to be here uh we'll get you that time a little bit later steven always here he says great credit to franklin and troutwine for turning around the offensive line we are in a very different place today some of that interesting stuff camp previews we might have an actual position battle where there's somebody might lose their spot that's an interesting thing that we might see coming up this camp. Uh, you can check out bluewhiteillustrated.com for some more of thoughts there. And then see Paul King dropping this. He says, these guys are the best way to keep up with PSU football as well as PSU sports. Highly recommend subscribing to keep up with the recruiting as well as all the pertinent Penn State sports information. I am blushing. Thank you so much, see Paul King. Thank Appreciate you for you. the donation as well. Um, guy that was up at camp this week, Fitz, I, I know you saw him, and Ryan, I know you had a conversation with him. Interested to get a little bit more insight into uh, Beckham Kreitza, the quarterback. I think we talked about him a little bit earlier uh, last week. Fitz, what was your impression? And then I just, you guys have a conversation, uh, as you will, about a quarterback, uh, I believe, from Florida. Correct, Fitz? It's complicated. Uh, he's from. <laughs> oh, that's right. Boulder, Colorado area, moved to California, then moved to uh, Miami Central. So stop me if you've heard that one before. Um, he's in, he was in that, a part of that same group with, uh, with T.A. Cunningham, and now they're at Miami Central together, uh, Beckham, T.A., and T.K., T.A.'s younger brother. So everybody got that? Great. Uh, Beckham <laughs> is a big kid pushing 6'6". Six, six. Um, he's a pocket passer. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's not the, uh, the, mo the most athletic out there, but throws a good ball, spins it really well. Um, like TA, um, he's going to need some consistency. Like there's going to have to be some element of staying in one place and learning the same offense and doing the same things because he has a lot of the tools. He has a lot of the talent um, that you are looking for. He's, he's got to put it all together. Um, he's got to, he's got some plays that look really good. He's got some plays that um, you know make you wonder how much experience is how much his experience is is holding him back so i, I like him I, I would like to see more uh consistent tape i would like to see him start out his uh, uh his junior season well he's very nice very good to deal with um so that's uh i think trip number three for for Kritza to penn state i believe he was part of that group that came for the Ohio State game last year, came in the spring. That's when he earned his offer for Penn State, and then he got up and, and he worked with Mike Yurcich on Saturday at the mini camp. So that was good to see. Uh, Grunk Meyer was there, Kritza was there, Samaj Beals uh, from Philadelphia was there, a couple of other quarterbacks, and there it was a small group, but it was actually a pretty good group of quarterbacks um, all the way down the line to, to the 2027 guys. So um, Kritza is an interesting prospect. Um, I will I will say I'm after seeing him this spring, big fan of Malik Washington in Maryland. So like that that would be. Uh, the way that I, I would go if I'm Penn State, put put the chips in there. But you know that's how they work. They they you know have contact with a lot of guys. They stay in contact with a lot of guys, and they continue to evaluate through the cycle. 
I mean, we were not talking about Ethan Gruckmeyer last year at this time, even though he was on campus for a camp, uh, turned into a very different quarterback prospect than we saw at camp last year. By the way, 418, I think some of you saw my Twitter, uh, 418 on the shuttle. Pretty ridiculous for a 6'2", 190-pound quarterback um, that is kind of labeled as a, just a passer. So athleticism mm-hmm. coming with that, with that um, you know, it's kind of we, – we had Clifford comparisons before, and I think that the, the athleticism, the sneaky athleticism, which is what you're going to do when you're a kid like bingo. that from Ohio. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bingo card that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, there's a lot to like there for, for Grunkmeyer. And then Beals was, Beals was thrown around after the camp as well. Um, it is funny to see the difference. I mean, Beals, uh, they were trying to hit the crossbar afterwards. I was taking a little bit of video, just messing around afterwards. Beals is trying to hit the crossbar from 35, 40 yards out. Grunkmeyer is trying to hit it from the 50-yard line, which is a 60-yard 60, 60 throw on the fly, and he barely missed. By the way, Marcus Higgins also barely missed. That dude's got a rocket still. So that was uh, fun to watch. Uh, Danny O'Brien's probably a little sore this morning. Does not quite have the arm that Higgins has. Uh, but They're no, built a little different. Uh, Marcus Higgins <laughs> is built like a brick wall. That dude yeah. is thick. He is thick. He is thick. Um, but no, it, it was good to see those quarterbacks in action. Like I said, the mini camp on Saturday, like for my money, was the best one this year. Like it. I think uh, nine uh, Penn State commits mentioned Josiah Brown was there. We mentioned the three defensive linemen, the four offensive linemen, and then Grunkmeyer. Like that's a pretty good ratio when there's 80 total guys at the camp and 40 of them are European guys that showed up with PPI recruits. So uh, that was a, that was a fun one to cover. Uh, the access was great there. So I, I really appreciate the, the mini camp on Saturday. Hopefully you caught, caught our coverage on uh, blueitillustrator.com. Ryan, uh, just circling back, you, you, we're able to talk mm-hmm. to Beckham. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I feel bad, Sean. You you crushed it this week, and I made plans, not realizing how deep some of these camp lists were going to be. And Sean and I are chatting on Thursday. I'm like, uh, just I apologize, man. I, I I owe you one. So good we stuff this, this weekend, man. man. We got it. We I appreciate it. Um, hey, just with Kritza, one a couple things I'd say, um, athletically wise, early feedback, kind of similar to Grunkmeyer, just as far as testing and stuff. Sean, you got to see him throw. I mean, obviously, I don't, I'm not gonna put him on that level or anything. Just testing wise, that's just the one thing that kind of grabbed my attention. Not, not the same kind of passer, I assume. Not the same kind of athlete. Like you look mm-hmm. at Kritza and you think he, you know, he, he, he can run some, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to you know, get around you like the difference watching him and watching Grunkmeyer. I know there's a year between them, but running shuttles back to back. I mean, there's no, gotcha. no question who the more athletic prospect was. Gotcha. Well, with that said, Texas A&M, Penn State, Miami, there's what you need to know. Those are the three schools that seem to be really uh, interested the most in Kritza at the moment. I would absolutely lean with Sean, though, as far as Malik Washington. He's the guy that I think we've had circled for a while. They are circling back a little bit on Ryan Montgomery. Of course, St. Clair commits to Ohio State. Ryan Montgomery's brother, uh, Luke, committed to Ohio State. We've all had Ryan just kind of um, written off know, to Ohio State. Yeah. Right. To the yeah. Buckeyes for a while, you know, with St. Clair committing, we'll see how that goes. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Montgomery's back for West Virginia or one, but he needs he needs to actually get here for a non-game. He's been here for multiple games now. That's kind of they're right. a little late on that, obviously now. But that's just something to keep an eye on. He was out at Purdue and Michigan this past weekend. But uh, for me, right now, Malik Washington's the guy for 2025. Yeah, if I can break in with Montgomery, of course, uh, talking to his father, they're trying to get to a game. Um, it, it's interesting because they're very familiar with Penn State. Penn State was the first to offer Luke, and he was one of the guys that came up. I believe in the 2020 season and watch the game with Landon Tangwall downtown. Like that's like that there was mm-hmm. legitimate interest there early. He's an Ohio kid, got an Ohio state offer, obviously 
a lot of those guys end up at Ohio State. The wrinkle there, St. Clair committed to Ohio State, the 2025 quarterback is also an in-state kid. Um, so that maybe opens it up a little bit. The other thing here, Danny O'Brien, very important in this one. And for Penn State to uh, elevate him to GA, by the way, read Greg Pickle's story if you need more information on Danny O'Brien becoming a GA and all the, the um, little quirks that come with it. It's very interesting. Like if you're a recruiting nerd or if you're a football nerd, it's very interesting stuff and how they're able to make that work and how it's going to benefit Penn State. And on top of that, Montgomery also works with Brad Mandler. So there's a lot of Penn State connections there. Don't necessarily see him ending up at Penn State, but yeah. getting back for a visit, possibly coming back into the cycle, uh, coming back into the uh, into the the circle there of his top five or whatever schools they're going to be. Yeah, and I, I just earlier this summer had a couple conversations about Ryan and, you know, because he's, he's so talented. Uh, Georgia, a, a team in the mix as well. So this is a guy, if Penn State is going to be in on uh, the latest Montgomery, it's going to be a... It's going to be a huge fight among the national powers to get his interest because one of the things I was told is um, you look at it, you look at how he performs in camps and things like that. He's a guy who's better when he's on the field. He just one of those dudes that just makes plays. So I I think a really important prospect and a guy that Penn State will, would love to have, but that's going to be a, a tough one as you guys mentioned. Um, Sione Lau uh, Sione Laulea. I I almost Boy. got it. Sione Laulea. Uh, I'd like to think I almost got it. The L's were killing me today. Uh, really interesting prospect, 6'4", you know, part of this uh, 2024 class. From he, he is a JUCO player, correct, from, from California. What was the feedback reaction from him this weekend? This was all about mom. This was all about getting mom to campus. Mom did not come on his official visit in early June, um, but so he wanted to get her out, show her Miami, and then fly, you know, as everyone does, a weekend in Miami and then goes to State College on Saturday. It's what people do. <laughs> of course. Um, that's kind of like it, Nate. Nate does it all the time. Um, but uh, it's it's one of those situations where he is whittling down his decision. There's a couple of schools that are still involved. Um, he's going to come out with the top five at some point. Penn State, obviously, on that on that list. Oregon's still out there. Miami's still out there. Uh, took uh, official visits also to Utah and USC. Um, but, uh, yeah, Penn State's in this one. It's uh, a guy that if you look at where his priorities align and where Penn State's needs align, they they line up pretty good. Uh, he wants to play right away. He's got two years left. I don't blame him whatsoever. He's a junior college prospect. Yeah, this is a business decision. This is not a situation where he's looking to, uh, you know, be taken in by glitz, glamour, what, what have you. He wants to play. He wants to go to the NFL. That's what junior college guys do. Penn State has an opportunity where after this season, corner is going to get thin. It's going to get uh, less experience than than it is right now. Obviously, really good right now, but uh, that's kind of where we're looking uh, with Sion Lalea. I think he likes Penn State a lot, likes him enough to come across the country on his own dime. This was an unofficial visit. Is There's no official visits right now in, in July. So um, this is an opportunity for him to show mom, and it seems like mom was impressed. So that's uh, obviously – we don't talk enough about how important mother's uh, impressions are. And uh, this was apparently a good one for Penn state. How uh, important is he? You feel like, you know, a guy that I personally, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to, but with Jameer Grimsley uh, not on the board anymore, that six foot four frame, kind of a big guy, Penn state trying to add that the last two classes missed on it with some of their top recruits. You know, is this a guy that's a sneaky need for this, this 2024 class? I, I would not label it as sneaky. Like I would label it as a need. Like you, you lost out on Grimsley. You thought you were in a good spot there. Um, there were a couple other corners on the board. Uh, they like what they've got. They're really, really high on Antoine Belgrave shorter. 
but those guys aren't helping you in 2024 at the at the level that you probably need somebody to come in and help you. Of course, they're going to look in the portal. They always look in the portal. They went and got Aldavian Collins from Mich Mississippi State, so we'll see how he factors in. But yeah, I mean, this is a this is a big need, and there's not a ton of big uh, targets left out there. You mentioned Jalen Harvey earlier. Uh, Sion Lalea still wants some receivers uh, trying still trying to work hardly Gilmore. You know, there's, there's a bunch of guys, but maybe that, that haven't shown that they're maybe in the precipice, maybe top two, top three, like Lalea has shown uh, his interest in Penn state. So I think that when you, like I said, when you align their Penn state's needs with, uh, with what's still out there, I mean, he's a top, top prospect for Penn state. Uh, See, Frank, especially Ryan look at this scholarship chart. Look at the scholarship chart, right? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna likely lose Dixon, Hardy, Kalen, Kalen King's going pro. We all know that, right? Yep. So when you look at that scholarship chart. You got Cam Miller, you got Collins, and you got you know Tracy and Washington. You know, two young guys. You need you know you don't want all freshmen filling Payne those spots. Well. You need yeah, yep. yeah. Of course, Payne. Of course, I, I always I always think of him as a safety. I don't know why. I always it's always in my head as far as the safety. But anyway, my point is you you need some some experience. You know, I know junior college is not Big Ten level. Um, but you, you you need somebody to kind of fill in the gap, someone who has a little bit of experience and, and not just a young guy coming up through. Uh, California becoming pretty big for Penn State via other states. But another state, as you guys mentioned, Dylan Battle. Ryan is our uh, resident expert on Texas and high school Texas stadiums. He's uh, always in uh, our replies on the YouTube channel. He says, love seeing guys from Texas talk well about Penn State. Bunch of PSU fans here in the Woodland, Texas area. Would love to see that pipeline grow. Ryan, I always appreciate your contributions. Thank you for uh, donating to the channel as well. Always appreciate that. But Texas, I know I, I asked you guys about this on the last show of like, What's up with this, with uh, with all these Texas defensive linemen being interested? But, you know, here we are again talking about Texas after after the lash bash. So uh, a good thing for Penn State as they try to grow to that national brand, getting guys from all of the most populous states producing the highest level talent. Ryan, coming back to you, any other guys uh, that you want to highlight from lash bash and their reactions that you got? I mean, just battle, really. I mean, I kind of know I, I brought it up a little bit. We're Dylan Battle, of course, the, the Texas defensive lineman there. Just just somebody who coming into the weekend, I didn't really know how interested he was in Penn State. He's very, very interested in Penn State. I, I think he's going to make it back here for a game this year. Already been to, I think, what is it, Arkansas and all the main Texas schools, TCU, Texas, Texas A&M, I think Ohio State. I don't think Buckeyes have offered him yet, but he has been to Ohio State as well. But, uh, you know, he was one of the most important guys, I thought, coming into this weekend that I needed to learn a lot about. And I left it thinking, okay, I don't know if this is going to be Nigel Smith. I don't know if he's going to be on that level of a prospect either, but I do kind of get the vibe that if this is someone Penn state pushes hard for, and we got to see what other schools uh, certainly down South push for him, but certainly seems like a guy that they could maybe, I don't want to say official visits that's so far down the road, but maybe come back for a game, get back for a junior day. And then, Hey, you're in the mix. You got three visits in six months. I mean, that to me, that's you're, you're going to be in the mix with that kind of a guy. So, you know, at six, I forget what exactly his height is. I apologize, but three fifteen. I mean, he's yeah. he's got that size. Yeah, and, and that's and that's really what uh, Barnes is looking for. Uh, we will get on to our final segment here on the show because, as all of this stuff that we just recap, we've mentioned some of this, but we're going to put a, uh, an official stamp on it, guys. They got a Penn State offer after the camp on Friday with. Beyond blessed. About the future of Penn State, there's a lot of excitement. This is a really, really important day to a bunch of young men and their families. A 
quarterback heavy list. Also a list that has a lot of guys that don't even have film yet because they're in the class of 26 and 27. <laughs> Fitz, we're turning it back over to you. I've got some highlight videos so you can, you can get your first impressions if you're watching here on the YouTube channel about these guys. But uh, take it away from us, uh, for, for us, Fitz. Who are you highlighting out of this group? couple of quarterbacks in the 2026 class from down south, Noah Grubbs and Dia Bell. I talked a little bit about Bell earlier. He's the son of Raja Bell, former NBA player. So athletic genes there tested very well. Um, a lot to like in, in terms of an athletic prospect. Still coming along as a thrower, but uh, did really well on the camp or at the camp on Friday night. Like I said, that, that group of quarterbacks in, on Friday night was not anybody that you know, you, you recognize a ton of names in the 2024 class, but the underclassmen, that's kind of where you set the table. And as I said, these, these guys, these 25, 26 guys, even if they do have offers should be camping right now. I camp season's over, but uh, should be camping right now to uh, solidify their spot. Uh, but Diabell was right there. Noah Grubbs right there as well. Um, a, a, a bigger guy um, or bigger than, than Bell, at least um, throws a good ball. Uh, just, uh, they were impressed with both of those guys. Um, a whole group of 2026 guys that they will continue to evaluate, but Bell and Grubbs were the two that really stood out uh, on uh, on Friday night. Uh, were there any other players from uh, 2024, 2025 outside of the quarterbacks that you thought were interesting that you wanted to bring up from these these offers coming out of camp? There would be, but I'm I'm working on one screen right now. I usually have my other <laughs> screen where I've got these other things uh, highlighted. So. Uh, Coron McNeil uh, from Massachusetts, uh, Matt Ludwig, I believe from Montana or it's Montana or Idaho. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on that. He's a big bodied kid, uh, about six, five, you know, he can, can, he's a, or six, four, excuse me, uh, a, a real big kid. He was out there as well. Uh, Jackson Deeb uh, from North Carolina came up for a visit in the spring. Uh, so just a lot of names that, you know, eventually if Penn state circles around and you, you know, offers or something, you'd be, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was at, uh, at that loaded camp on, on Friday night. So those guys are certainly the ones to watch uh, moving forward. Uh, Jackson Deeb, a very athletic kid as well. Um, so a lot to like in those younger, I know they don't turn the pages, but those younger classes uh, among the quarterbacks. Uh, so we've got a couple guys that I have on my list as well. Uh, Kalik Lockett, 2025 wide receiver, uh, checking him out this morning, got an offer from Penn State. Uh, impressions here from either of you guys about Lockett, anything you might know outside of, you know, another guy for Ryan from Texas. Uh, Ryan in the chat, loving the Texas angle here. Yes, as well. Smooth prospect, uh, great size. I mean, he's he's six one plus for a twenty twenty five kid, but big hands, big uh, big arms, and things like that. Smooth athlete, uh, just a, a guy that I think is ranked highly. I don't know if we have him ranked yet, but I saw that he was somewhere in someone's rankings uh, on the. If you go to his profile. Um, on on three that we have the industry rankings where you can compare. I don't have his profile open right now. He's a four that, star he, at all four sites. Yep. Bud. Yep. That, that seems good, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that then. Uh, I would say uh, I did not watch uh, a ton of the receiver one-on-ones as focused elsewhere, but uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly lives that lived up to that, picked up a Penn State offer on the heels of that camp. All right, so that'll do it. Uh, I don't want to put anyone else. We, the, the names I have here on the list, no idea about any of them. A lot of these guys, uh, there's a couple from Pennsylvania, I believe, uh, Exeter. There was a receiver from Exeter that got an offer as well, but I don't know if I have any uh, video for him as well. Fitz, you got something? They're all babies. Uh, they're all babies. Yeah, they're all young, young kids. Uh, Nakir Helton, from, uh, he's from Winslow Township. Of course, Bill Belton is there. Came in, ran well on Friday night. 
Uh, Osir Hurd is also at Winslow Township. His older brother, if you follow Penn State recruiting closely, his older brother James uh, was at St. Joe's Prep, is now at West Virginia. I believe a redshirt freshman at West Virginia was a really he was a terror off the edge in uh, in high school. I didn't quite grow into the frame that I think Penn State offered him really early as well. Did not quite grow into the frame uh, that uh, that they thought he would when they offered. I think it was eighth or ninth grade, like really early. Um, and uh, he's a West Virginia now. So his younger brother picked up an offer. And Larry Moon III um, got some really, really positive feedback on Larry Moon III. He is from Aliquippa, but he's going to play at P Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Uh, you know, they put them out there. Actually, both schools, they put them out there. Uh, Larry is the next one up in the Whitfield, from what I understand. So he's a, he's a guy definitely to watch. There's a couple of, of young Central Catholic uh, prospects there. Uh, let me grab the name here. Near Near Brooks, um, 27 safety, uh, 2027 safety was also good there. So Central Catholic keeps putting them out. Uh, but Larry Moon Jr. seems to be the guy like I know it's still way too early to say it, but seems to be a guy that, that, that's worth following in that 2027 class. And that might answer Robert Bosfield's question out of the younger recruits, 25, 26, who stands out the most and who would you like to have on board in terms of who do you think is good? I, I think that the, the list we got here is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the, well, Messiah Mickens was back in town this weekend. That's a guy that Penn State has uh, prioritized in the 2026 class. Uh, again, the 2026 is still way too early for those guys to decide, even if they do commit. Like you, you're just going to set yourself up for chewing your nails for a long, long time. You can even say that about 2025 guys right now. Um, I kind of pulled some numbers on the Lash Bash last year, which I was not working for, um, as I would like to re remind Ryan. Um, but uh, there were a bunch of guys in that 2025 class that we talked about at this time last year that just kind of faded away. It's an ongoing evaluation mm -hmm. process. So very, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a cycle and you have to remind yourself of that when you're following that the guys that have offers right now might not have this opportunity at this time next year. Uh, things things change. But I will say to as a response to that question, Kevin, give me Kevin Brown. Give me Kevin oh, Brown. That was mine. Darn it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you're a Harrisburg guy now. Or, well, you're a Harrisburg guy. You're back in Harrisburg area now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, give me Kevin Brown. I liked a lot what I saw from him. And uh, he's got the genetics. He's got the, you know, a, a lot going for him as a younger prospect, which you can't always identify those offensive linemen. You know, you can't always identify those offensive linemen when they're sitting right in front of you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Kevin Brown's got a lot to work with. Yeah, he so. was super impressive. I saw just the video that you got for us, and I was like, wow, this kid moves super well. Holy he, cow, he is he a moves great well. Athlete. He knows how to play. His dad was a yeah. player at West Virginia, good player at West Virginia. So like, there's like so many things that line up there. And also, he's a 2026 prospect. He's six four and a half. He's 240 right now. Like, he doesn't he, – he, I think they know, just based on what they've you know gone through, he doesn't have to be 300 pounds right now. He's, he's a sophomore in high school. Build up the right way. Get where you need to be. He's 270, 275 by the time he's a senior. Fantastic. His kid's got so much to work with in terms of athleticism. Uh, Ryan, I want to ask you about a, a guy that fits into this category, 2025, 2026. This will be the last thing for me. Michael Carroll. Um, every single mm -hmm. time. I, we, the, I forgot about him when, we, when this, first, this question first came up because – I've been putting him in even on highlight videos with the 2024 guys. He just seems like he's very mature. He has really broken out to me as a guy for the next class. That is kind of a no brainer. What's your vibe on where that stands? He's camped five times now. I mean, now some of that's going back to, you know, when he was, I don't know, maybe eighth grade or something, but as far as having the, the information, right. And, and, 
Sean, you know, I mean, I think a lot of Penn State fans, though, James loves information. He's big on data points. I mean, really, a lot of coaches are. But, you know, having these camps are incredibly important. So they, they've they seen the trajectory with Michael Carroll. They know kind of where he's going. They've seen the, the, the on-field progression as well. So a lot of that all stacks up for Penn State. They offered for a reason. And, look, he's one of those guys that, like, if you have any questions about, you don't offer just because of those ties, you know, the legacy ties and things like that. So the fact that they have already, I, I think it speaks uh, very highly to, to kind of where that where that recruitment's going. Is he a guy who's going to commit in the fall? Uh, maybe that might be a little bit early still, but he certainly makes sense to be one of those first handful of guys. Of course, they have a couple already committed in 2025, but I could certainly, you know, him and there's like, I don't know, three or four others that kind of make the most sense as far as who could be the next 2025 guys. Just to answer that one question, though, as far as like younger guys who, you know, I think Penn State would really like to have. I think I, we haven't really talked about a lot in this on this podcast, but Cam Smith and Deshaun Burnett, two pretty good linebackers in the in the area. We got to see where they go, right? I mean, it's like a Sean said, ongoing evaluations. But uh, you know, both of those guys stack up pretty well. By the way, Cam Smith, Salem, well, recently, or excuse me, was at Salem, New Jersey last year. He's coming to St. Joseph's Prep now too, so he's going to get tested this year. We're going to learn a lot more about Cam Smith, and then Deshaun Burnett's one of those Pittsburgh guys who has a great relationship with Terry Smith. Uh, every time I see him, looks like a pretty good prospect, and uh, I think he's somebody Penn State is going to push hard for. Guys, excellent job here on the show, but Sean, excellent work. job, Sean, excellent <laughs> yeah. job. Carrie, I could have ate my today. breakfast here today. Yeah, I mean, jeez, <laughs> thanks, man. Hey. You were, you, there's a pretty face on there. So I appreciate you having you here. I don't know if anybody was watching. You guys don't want my Luke Holmes recap? Uh, <laughs> no, I back. don't. Honestly, Ryan, I don't because I feel like it's going to be very it foggy and beer soaked. No, it yeah. was lightning y, right? It was. Uh, was a oh, yeah. I mean, it was 1130 start and ended at 130. So, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot. But uh, yeah, that's why I wasn't at camp. Sorry, guys. Wait, 1130 a.m. or p.m.? PM. It was you supposed to start at nine, and, and there was a big, massive thunderstorm. So he didn't come on till eleven thirty. Played twenty six songs, though. Awesome time. Had a blast. Well, he is one of the most prolific songwriters <laughs> ever. That dude has like a thousand songs. So he had a lot to choose Great. from. Guys, thank you so much for your work on the show today. Of course, we're going to be previewing Penn State training camp coming up later this week. So stay tuned for that. Also, great time to remind you: sign up for a dollar. To bluewhiteillustrated.com, get your first month for a dollar. I believe you can also still do our We Are 2023 25% off for a year subscription. And for me, I'd rather go dive head first, get that 25% off for a full year so you can get all that information. But either way, if you want to put in a dollar, you want to put in a couple of dollars, bluewhiteillustrated.com is where you get all the information that these guys have from this past weekend. All kinds of great stuff coming up here and at bluewhiteillustrated.com. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. For the group here, we will talk to you later.